Welcome to episode 182 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian Sharpley. Hello! And Matt Cassell. Hello! Happy Valentine's Day Eve to all of our most loved listeners Ooh, out there. I, I mean... Why are you making ghost noises? Oh, baby. <laughs> there you go. No, do it in your sexy black man voice. Oh, baby. It is Monday night, February 13th. Was that not 13th. good enough? Was that not black enough? It was, was not black not enough. sexy enough? Can you bring it? Can you? I think it was sexy enough, not black enough. I'm sorry. It I was, can only do it half speed, man. It was like what super sexy, light mocha, please. I can only do that. You gotta call my dad and Matt, that Matt shit. called it out. Like I, I, I know what you're capable of. I, I can only do what I can do. Pretend you're the, um, pretend you're Ving Rhames doing an Arby's commercial. We have the meats. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I All fucking right. love those commercials. I've n- I've never wanted Arby's so bad as when I see those commercials. I got those it is, little sliders and shit. It is February Monday, February thirteenth, Valentine's Day Eve, and we are here to bring you lots of talk about Stranger Things two, the upcoming season that starts later this year, and a little Star Wars talk that we're going to kick off with. But before <laughs> we get into the meat of the show, uh, we have the meats though. Right, right. That was an incredible Ving Rhames impression. It wasn't. We're gonna kick off housekeeping with Ian Sharpley. Ian, what does housekeeping have? Mixauce. Uh, housekeeping has mixauce. It doesn't have a lot of meat, really. It has like uh, I feel condiments. Like a lot of condiments. No, it has no, sauce. Fuck you. I feel it like has, it's, it's all meat. It's all meat. Housekeeping's so, all meat. It's yeah. it's what drives the show. Arby's. Arby's isn't Arby's because of their fucking buns. Yeah, it's not. Really. No, it's not. Arby's isn't Arby's because of their horsey sauce. No. It's because of the meats. And we are this podcast because of the housekeeping meats. Uh, I see, I see, I see. Well, you know, check out the various meats that we have. The salami, the pepperoni, the, the roast beef. Arby's is known for roast beef. They also have chicken. They do. They also have turkey. McSauce has podcast. One turkey, Matt Cassell. Uh, oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> come on, that was good. <laughs> it has. Was it? It was. Comic strips. It has reviews, so you can go there. You can check it out. And, 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 and. Maybe, uh,. Hit us up on the Facebook page, Facebook slash McSauce. You can contact... Matt, do you do Twitter at all? Uh, or do I, you just lurk? I mainly just kind of lurk. I lurk. tweeted I tweeted tonight. I just... I didn't even put his... Put his at in there. I just used his... I just said Matt. Because I know he's not going to see I it. I feel like a lot when of people you do have... That? Also, I don't need that judgment. Uh, our fans have heat for Matt or want to... Talk to Matt. Matt, where where can they fa- find you on Twitter? Like, what what what's your uh, at, handle? At Lil L I L D letter D Pressed Matt. At Lil Depressed Matt. Will you answer back? Will you holler back? Now? Yeah, I will. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody gives you some kind of 
uh, praise or criticism. Matt is nothing but a man of the people. Do you feel like Matt's a man of the people? I feel like if engaged, yes, he absolutely is. He's the people's voice. He's people's Whereas, like, like you and I, we're just like above it all. We're just spilling Aloof. shit out of our <laughs> out of our food holes, our pot, all our, the time, our pot holes. <laughs> right. But yeah, like Matt, Matt needs a little incentive. Yeah, Matt kind of takes his time and he considers things. Where you and I, Paul, uh, incendiary, <laughs> get underscore. Mixed sauce. sauce, the sauce. We just kind of spill out our mouth. So you know, find us on Twitter. Like, engage with us. That's what we want. We want an interactive community. So please, please, everybody. You know, that get, goes get, for get in touch. New listeners, longtime listeners, uh, if and like anybody. Let's let's open a dialogue. We we have a few listeners that may have fallen off. They they listen to a lot of episodes and then they felt like we got things wrong or hey engage with us tell tell us what's wrong and you know maybe we'll invite you on the show to have a podcast debate maybe we'll have a showdown they say maybe maybe we'll take the kid gloves off and talk to you like a human being instead of a nice clean corporate organization where they don't actually criticize you for the dumb fucking shit that you say so, hey, if you want to get in touch with us, do so, and maybe we'll have you on any of you out so, there in McSauce Lane. If, if that sounds like you, get in touch with if us. If that sounds like I'm talking directly to you, and maybe we'll have you on here so I can talk right to you, hey, get in touch with us. Is that going to wrap up housekeeping? That's going to wrap it up. So, before... We started the show today. Earlier today, we, Paul, Ian, and myself were talking about what are we going to talk about tonight? And and Paul said, "Well, I do have a Star Wars question for you both." And it started kind of this really funny exchange between <laughs> Ian and Paul, where Paul was like, or Ian was like, "Young fool, so foolish to." Let us know that you're going to try to ambush us when this gives us an opportunity to prepare for war, which I didn't exactly get out of Paul saying, hey, I'd like to discuss something Star Wars. You didn't but get Ian, that? Ian is like, like, um, just, <laughs> just stocking up on like artillery so that way he can go to battle with Paul over like... Lord knows what's your favorite Star Wars planet, but Ian's ready to kill somebody over this. So am I we, always like this? I feel like maybe I it was am. it was a very humorous exchange. Anyway, we don't know what this question is. Ian, maybe it is war. Maybe it's me and you against Paul. Maybe he's gonna pit me versus you. I don't know. I'm excited. I have si- my lightsaber ready. So all right. Paul, what what is this? This uh, isn't anything. This war instigating question. This is this isn't a war instigating question. I just I just wanted your opinion on a couple things. On one thing, really. <clears throat> uh, like Ian is always like you know quick to draw, quick to pull out the the six shooter lightsaber. Ian's like quick to battle. Like everything's a fight. 
Everything's we're getting down in the very, fucking very aggravated, we're, very, yeah, very, very easily very irritable. Riled. So I was listening to Fat Man on Batman today, the Kevin Smith, Mark Bernardin podcast, and they were talking about the Han Solo solo movie. And uh, Mark Bernardin and Kevin Smith both agreed that two tent poles of the plot of this movie need to be the Kessel Run and Lando losing the Millennium Falcon to Han. I don't want either of these plots to have any part of this movie. And I want to know what you guys think. Like, do you need those stories? Do you think those are integral integral things that you need to see from a Han Solo movie? Or are they better left to the imagination as they've become after, you know, 30 plus years? Matt, you're our resident Star Wars expert. Why don't you kick us off? No, they're not necessary to tell, although I think there probably will be in the movie. They're... It takes place in the time for... Like, Lando's in it, right? So, it's very likely that we're going to see the ship go from Lando to Han. The Kessel Run, again, probably happened while Han had... Han, Han, had the had the ship, so... How do you prefer to say it? I guess Han. Han. I don't usually say Han. I don't know why I did, but... You know what? Sometimes Princess Leia said Han. Sometimes she said Han. So... If she can do it, I can do it. But Lando what I, always said Han, right? He usually said Han. He said yeah. Han. Han. And Han always felt weird, but it's like his longtime buddy, right? So I feel like maybe <clears throat> did Han Solo like well, like it's like kind of like- change up his name to make it more like. Uh, like highfalutin. It's like how like I call hands. you Ian all the time. Right. Sometimes people call me Mott. <laughs> you got Matt and Mott. Seriously? So I'd be like, so who's right? Is it his longtime friend who calls him Han? Or, <laughs> or all the other fucking it's, rabble that just... It's probably Han. It's met like, him and called it's him Han. poor filmmaking. Yeah, it is. It, it's like... Because George Lucas just didn't care. He's just like, eh, Han, Han, whatever. But nobody Man, ever tomorrow. got a definitive answer. And there's different pronunciations it's funny around because, the galaxy right. of those vowels. It's, it's funny, fine. though, because I feel like for like Lord of the Rings, there was always a very specific way of pronouncing all those you know, difficult names and everything. Whereas the Star Wars is just like, yeah, you know, you make it up on the fly. But what I will Are say... Are there other names that you feel like... In Star Wars? Yeah, they've played fast and loose with. Um, I think Palpatine, right? Palpatine, Palpatine. Or they never say it in the said, original trilogy. Like, who no. else said Palpatine? I don't know. Maybe I fucked, Maybe I completely made that I up. I think you, you made that up. Is, are these alternative um, facts? Yeah. Is this uh, Matt Spicer? Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, way to Han, get political. Han Han's the only one, but it's... You know, I've heard from a lot of, like... You know, different people that worked on the movies. That it's just like different, different dialects from different parts of the galaxy. Okay. That's why. Like, I mean, like, but, I feel but they change from. I'm sorry to interrupt, Ian, but 
yeah, it's different dialects, but it's the same character that pronounces it two different ways. Like maybe not Lando, but well, Han's Leia. not going around like, "Hey, it's this." That's just going to slow down the movie. That's if, a beat in the movie. Maybe that, you don't need. Maybe that will happen in the solo movie. Okay, pal. Are we going to go with like? Are we just going to change like names? Mott and Pal and Ian, <laughs> and that's what we're going to do from now on. That's not weird. Okay. So, Matt, do you think Mott, uh, do you think the Kessel Run and the losing the losing the Falcon card game well, need to be ten poles of the plot? No, I hope that they're not. But then again, I don't want this movie to be made. I can't stop it. But the whole the whole movie is something I don't want to see. I don't want this movie. I don't want them to make it. I'm afraid that it's going to ruin it maybe not ruin, but certainly negatively affect the way that I view the character. I, I don't want it. It was never anything I've been excited about. But we've seen a lot of prior to A New Hope on Solo stuff in comics and novels. So, has that injured the way you view Han Solo? Well, I've never read any of the Han Solo prequel books. Anything I ever read from Han Solo came after Return of the Jedi. And, you know, it was all fine. You know, it didn't light my world on fire, but it didn't ruin the character. I felt like it was a very normal progression for where the character of Han Solo would go. But I don't, I just feel like this, this whole movie to me couldn't be less necessary. It made sense to tell the story of the prequels because it felt like there really was a backstory explaining the clone wars and kind of like, you know, how what happened to the Jedi and all that stuff. Do you Ian? feel like the Clone Wars were explained in the prequel movies? Sure, yeah. Do you mm. really? Like the Clone Wars were explained? I feel like they skipped over a gigantic well, chunk of it. Yeah, I mean, obviously... Like they had an animated series to fill in, like, seven seasons of an animated series to fill in that. Well, well this is part of the magic of the original trilogy, that I think the prequels ruined, and I think this potential Han Solo movie could ruin. Well, yeah, but we I, can get to me after you guys deliver like your opinion. Paul, you're right. It's I an mean, open-ended conversation. There, you can talk. There was, now. there was a lot of things that the prequels changed, whether for good or bad. They changed the way that you viewed them based on your imagination from just hearing something mentioned. Yeah, the Kessel Run is a perfect example. The, um, what was the other thing? Oh, the card game. Yeah, the card. We don't even know. We've read yeah. it's a card game. We don't. We don't or, know what kind of game. What? Yeah. What? You what lost her to me play? fair and square. That's right. all we know. In expanded yeah. universe. Maybe though, it was in the Kessel Run. Well, we don't know. What's the name of the card game? Sabak. Yeah, you nerd. Um, God damn it! I was tricked. Sab yeah, right. What is Say it? Sabak. Sebok. Seabak? Seabass. But, yeah, this movie... Uh, the prequels were something that I wanted. I wanted to see that story. I was excited to see that story. And then once you do, again, whether for good or bad, it certainly changes your perspective on the original stuff. I don't really want to change my perspective on Han Solo. I'm, I'm perfectly happy with it 
the way that it is. I'm perfectly content with, you know, being introduced to him the way that we were introduced to him in the original, all the way to his death, spoilers, in The Force Awakens. What changed about seeing the origin of... You got to see the origin of a lot of different characters in the prequels, Mm -hmm. and you were okay with that. What made you okay with that, but maybe not okay with seeing Han Solo? Because I feel like the prequels were the the overarching narrative of the Star Wars saga, whereas Han Solo is more... Even though he was a main character in the original trilogy, he is kind of peripheral to the to the main trajectory of the storyline. Like the, you okay over there, Paul? Yeah. And uh, I just feel like that's not gonna it, pick up. <laughs> I I feel like Han Solo's origin story is just an unnecessary thing plus the things that i've heard that it's going to be a little more of a comedic take on a star wars film i just do not like funny things you know i do uh it's just that i okay so when disney got their hands on star wars we've talked about it here they're hans we they're hans (laughs) uh we said there will come a point when this shit gets oversaturated. You know, I really liked Rogue One. I liked Rogue One a lot. But it wasn't without its flaws, and I still maintain it was probably my least favorite of all the Star Wars movies for various reasons. And I expect this Han Solo movie to be my new least favorite Star Wars movie. I just, I don't care. I don't need this peripheral stuff. I really don't. I don't like necessarily that they're doing it i like the saga films because to me that's star wars there is a certain magic that is lost in telling these like expansive stories that lack kind of that magic that makes star wars star wars for me and i certainly don't can't get excited about a, a different dude that isn't harrison ford playing han solo just like if they got a different guy to play Indiana Jones, it would be really hard for me to be excited about it. You didn't like young Indian Jones, the Indian Jones, the the uh, Chronicles of Indiana Jones, or whatever the uh, shit that the young Indiana Jones Chronicles, Chronicles was it? it? Was Chronicles Adventures? I don't know. I feel but like it. Yeah, was. Uh, yeah. What was that? Sean Patrick Harris or I don't remember. Sean Patrick Flannery. Yeah, yeah, Flannery. <laughs> Harris would have been Doogie Howser, right? Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Sean Harris? Patrick. It's if they had a love child. I thought it was River Phoenix. Right. That he was in the movie. Um River Phoenix was okay for like a you know, a ten minute kind of prelude to that movie. Because it was it was tiny right. and it was cute. You right. get the the scar on the chin. Right. And it's cute. Right. If And it was the the perfect little bit of prequelness. Right. That you needed because the rest of the bulk of the story is Harrison Ford. Right. So if they, if this Han Solo movie was a 10 minute thing that they want to release to the internet that is kind of cute and shows how Han Solo gets his scar, okay. Okay. But don't give me a two hour movie and, and do a comedy and show me do Young you, Lando. It seems well, like you Ian, dislike the comedy aspect. Ian. A lot about this, and I to, 
to me, I like comedic elements to the character, but in no way is it a comedy. It's just not, it's not a comedy. Ian, what do you think about the tenpole plot points of the Kessel Run and losing the Falcon? I think that I, I would take one or the other. Um, I'd preferably like to see how Lando loses the Falcon to Han Solo. Uh, I don't need to see the Kessel Run. I, I'd prefer to see... If if we're going to do one or the other, I'd prefer to see that. I don't think that the, the Kessel Run is such a uh, mythical kind of thing that I'd prefer to keep it in the uh, mythos and the, the mystery of it is better than actually seeing it. But I have no objections to seeing a comedic version or a buddy cop style version of the history of Lando and Han Solo's relationship. And I think that that is really the meat and the heart of what we could get is the relationship that Lando and Han Solo have and the things that they went through and the friendship that they forged through whatever that we we don't know, but we could maybe expand upon and I think that is a worthwhile story much like Rogue One I think that I like Rogue One maybe maybe the most out of everybody that w- that's here tonight um, I think that it was a worthwhile story from the get go and I think that they completed the the narrative and really stuck the landing on that story I think they could do a similar thing with a Lando and Han Solo um, effort. I, I, and, and that's I where disagree. I'm, that's okay. That's where I'm coming from it, is that it's it's not so much a Han Solo movie as a Lando and Han Solo uh, friendship relationship movie and with comedic elements, but I think it's a worthwhile story to tell. If it has comedic elements, that's one thing, but if it's kind of being treated as like the funniest Star Wars movie ever. Uh, this, I don't, this shouldn't be Guardians I, of the Galaxy. Right. I'm afraid Did it's going to be like that. Guardians? This no, shouldn't Did be that. Really Guardians, like Guardians. Guardians blazed its own trail. This shouldn't be that, Ian. Come on. In the greater Marvel Universe. We really like Guardians. Guardians? We did. We loved Guardians, and I love Guardians for what it is. But I don't think a Star Wars-based movie needs to be a dramedy. Right. This doesn't... This right. This doesn't have to Star be. Star Wars movies need to be drama with some lighthearted elements. This isn't. This isn't lo- something like Guardians. Like I love it. It's a great movie, but it's split down the middle. Right. This isn't Lloyd Solo and Harry Calrissian. This is Han and Lando. It's supposed to be. Right. Like, like, like okay. When like, you when I'm you see these guys, like, Guardians is <clears throat> a step beyond Han and Honor. Like, it's it's not fucking Dumb and Dumber, man. Like, Guardians had... It was a comedy with action elements. Right. I think that you could get something... And, it, and who knows? Like, who knows if that's what they're going to go with Right, the that's the early movie. buzz. The, even, even if it is not that... If it's it, Guardians, I think we'll all be happy. Like, I really do. Like... We're all shitting on it right now, but we are pretty fucking happy rolling out of the theater. 
So I'm. We're, I don't but, think either of us are shitting on Guardians. Ian, you're you're saying like, don't well, anything is interchangeable if it's as good as Guardians if it has the same tone. It's not. That's not an okay tone to put to a Star Wars movie, in my opinion. There, it needs to be much more of an adventure type storyline with comedic elements as opposed to leaning so heavily on the comedy. I mean, granted, there's a lot of adventure to it too, but you know what I mean? Like that was um, really I, heavy c- comedy stuff. I I sort of know what you mean, but I think How? that we would be very happy with something that made us leave the theater with the same feeling that Guardians But it's okay for with. that to be Guardians. It would be like... I don't know. I think a lot of what we left the theater with Guardians was like, wow, this 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 had a lot of Star Wars to it too. Do you disagree with that? No, I don't disagree with that. I thought it was very much in the vein of Indiana Jones and Star Wars and all that stuff, but it had the comedy cranked up to 11 for like a superhero type movie, like way more than way more than even you know the the leading cream pie and banana peels mother of them all for the dark world this had 10 times the comedy it, how goddamn dare you listen it did they're they're for what guardians is it's great i don't want that applied to that that exact formula shouldn't be applied to Star Wars. Star Wars, I feel, has basically established itself as having a certain tone of action and adventure with comedic parts and, you know, elements sprinkled in, some more than others, but never veering even close to the territory that Guardians is. And I truly do expect we're going to get something way closer to Guardians than we have gotten in any other Star Wars movie. Paul? I'm really excited that you guys are so passionate about this. Well, this is is the combat... The combat podcast. This is the sauce combat podcast. This is the kill zone that you created, right? (laughs) Um, Is anyone... It's like that old 90s game Crossfire. I just threw the balls into the fucking court and let you guys kill each other. Paul, are you excited for this movie? No. No. Not at all. But Matt, like, you brought out, like, I I was thinking on a much smaller scale for this movie. And, like, you brought out my greater concerns on the larger scale. Because when I was listening to Fat Man on Batman today. um, As you you do. As I do. I And uh, Mark Bernard and Kevin Smith were like, yeah. They have to have the Kessel run in this movie. They have to have <laughs> how Lando loses the Falcon in this movie. And I was like, you guys are idiots. You are so wrong about this. Like, I don't want to see either one of those things. But I was looking at it on a very specific basis. On a singular Kessel run and Lando losing the Falcon. Like, those particular plot points. Uh, ultimately, I'm with Matt. This movie doesn't need made whatsoever. Uh, I will go even further and say we didn't need to see Han Solo in The Force Awakens. He is such 
an iconic character in the prime of his life. Same way I would think Chris Pratt's Star-Lord doesn't need to be seen 30 years down the road if they decide to keep the Marvel Cinematic U going. Like, we don't need to see old, broken down, not in the prime of his life, Chris Pratt. We don't need to see old, broken down Indiana Jones all beat up. Like, the Crystal Skull already stretched that. Right, but would you like to see somebody in the prime of their life doing the things that made them the person that you really loved? We saw it. Did, Did we see it? Did we see it? Because as we sit here in this podcast studio, I'm looking at a illustration of Han Solo and Lando gunning it out with the Empire that you made that... Doesn't, yeah, I don't right. think that that ever happened. Never happened. But but holy shit, would I like to see those two really great buddies that have this bond that could play around with each other, that could kind of fuck around with each other and have that like stone face like you got a lot of nerve coming here. Like I would like to see that bond formed in a cinematic like 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 a big full blown out give me two hours of that yeah. shit of that relationship I'm not that's what I want to see like that friendship not not the Kessel Run not even like the trading of the Falcon which I'm sure that's pro- probably going to happen but I think that that's a story that deserves to be told I know that you guys disagreed with me with Rogue, Rogue One and the fact that uh <laughs> That was a story that you guys disagreed with, you know that that, well, that we need to like Rogue have One. On the, Rogue the, One, you can tell it has no ramifications. Well, no, I mean, like, didn't you sit here and fucking fight about hold that your for, hold your interruption? Sonny did Jim. you or did you not say for a year that that was not a story that we needed to see? I, you're right, I agree. I don't think we needed to see it. But Paul agrees with himself. Right, yeah, I do. We <laughs> we didn't need to see it, but at the same time, it doesn't infringe on anything else. Part of the lore of Han Solo and Lando Calrissian is what's in each of our own minds. It's like what makes a horror novel good when you don't see the actual like frightening thing on screen when someone doesn't put an actual tan like tangible a thing to it like it's all in our imaginations the Kessel Run is what each of us want it to be right the way like Han the lost nah, I'm still talking the way and we're on the same page with this the way Han loses the Falcon or Lando loses the Falcon that's all in our own minds it's the best way each of us can construct it it's completely imaginary it's like how the Clone Wars went before they actually went. It was this magical thing. And that's what the original trilogy left us with. It gave us so much lore in this universe to build off of and construct so much of our own imaginations with that everything in the original trilogy became so special to each of us because it was it was exactly what our imaginations wanted it to be. I think you it can could have been fucking... different between mine and your imagination, mine and Matt's. The Clone Wars 
Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship after A New Hope, it was what we wanted it to be. So we can't tell a story of friendship at all. We can't not, do that. This is not an this is not an argument that I'm trying to have. Well, but I this is a I'm, question that I'm posing. Right. The but something like the Kessel Run, something like the lore of okay, how yeah. Han gets the ship. We don't need any of that. We and those are the those are my two specific tenets for this argument. We don't need to know how that stuff happened because the magic has already been created from what we think happened. Because once we see it, once once Han comes out and says, the only reason I made it in 12 parsecs is because I had midi-chlorians on the ship, then the magic is gone. We don't need to see the Kessel Run. We don't need to see how Han got the Falcon. Yeah, I, I love a completely separate story. I want to see something I've never seen before between Han and Lando. I want to see Han and Lando blast their way out of a Star Destroyer or the Death Star. I want to see their bond forged, but it doesn't need to infringe on any of the magic we've already been partial to in the original trilogy. Let me get this right, then. You don't want to see those two elements, but you're cool with everything else. Is that right? I think there is a potential to writing this movie the right way. That it could it. be done. Don't I'm not dancing dance around, around it. it. Like, is that what you want to see or not? Ultimately, no. Do not make a Han Solo but movie. But they are. But it, like, right, is but it it's okay happening. to make There's a, no way around it. But I don't want to see the Kessel Run or the Sabbath game in it. I don't want to see either one. Those are magical parts of the original trilogy that we don't need infringed on. We've had enough of the original trilogy infringed on in our lifetime. Don't take this away too. Make leave keep keep keep, keep Han Solo great, great again. again. <laughs> the McSauce political hey, podcast starring that. Ian Sharpley. No, I didn't do that. He was going there. Yeah. I didn't do that. You cause you never do. Why don't why don't we shift gears? I didn't say that I never do. Why I don't, said he was going there. Why don't we shift gears and talk a little stranger things? Season two. Do are we done with this? This feels very unfinished. No, it feels, we could it feels, we could talk feels this for hated. three more no, hours. No, let's keep we going. could be here all let's night. Keep it. You got the heat. You got heat, Matt. I think we've all. I think I think we've all talked about what we want to talk. No, about. Matt. Matt has quietly sat on sidelines. He's he's Ian, ready to go. So you really want this movie? It's a shame I'm going to miss this. I would be like I'm interested in seeing it. I'm not opposed to watching it. I'm not staunchly against anything that they could roll out there. But they could put the losing of the Falcon on on the side. And they could also put the Kessel Run on the side. I think that Han and Lando's friendship is great material to mine and a quality source to make a movie from. Yeah. Yeah. I agree that there's definitely an opportunity to mine from the fact that those characters have a history. What could that be? It could be awesome. Could maybe not be so great. 
Um, here, here's the thing. What Paul was saying was we're exposed to specific things like the Kessel Run or like the um, the Saba losing Gabe right the whatever. losing of the Millennium Falcon right. to Han. Those are specific things that are talked about in the original movies that he kind of wants to be left to the imagination. However, we're also left to the imagination, their relationship. That's intimated, or not even intimated, but completely flat out explained that they have a, a friendship and a history that... That's complicated, that, right? That is... Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Again, I don't know if it's necessary. It Again, like that could be... It could be anything in your head. Does it need to be specifically outlined or specifically told you know i would argue you know i agree with paul rogue one completely unnecessary to tell completely unnecessary it didn't serve the greater overarching storyline you can insert it in the saga uh or not but at the end of the day it really didn't affect anything um it was an entertaining movie but it doesn't change the kind of like the overarching greater story. Do you feel like it doesn't like, I feel like rogue one adds to the rich history. That, of yes, Star it adds, it supplements, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't, it's kind of like, um, I don't know. Like, uh, do the clone wars animated shows add, or change the narrative of the story? I would say that they supplement it and not necessarily always in a positive way. Maybe, sometimes, yes, sometimes, no. And I know that you feel that Rogue One is a story that would be best served to be a comic book or yeah. television show. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I still... But Rogue like, One doesn't blow up any important shit. It doesn't. It it doesn't. I mean, like... Well, I mean, you can... You can... Uh, like, it does add to Darth Vader's continuing history of, like, working his comedic material out. I mean, you get to see him on the road a little bit. He's like fucking working some of those lines out a little bit and they don't work he's hitting up he's hitting up colleges he's working some really tough alt rooms and some of those yeah some of those crowds are like super sensitive like this is a safe space he's like joke on your fucking ambition (laughs) like shows up at the improv and everyone expects him to do what he did the last hour but he's trying new material and he blows it yeah, it's like all Leia stuff, and they're like, no, feminism. <laughs> they're like, do hot pockets. <laughs> we lost so Matt. We lost him. I'm so sorry. I have no idea what we're talking about. You ruined it, Paul. You guys were talking about how Matt wants Rogue One to be like a fucking comic book. But well, Rogue I- One doesn't infringe on any of that stuff that... Any of that lore, yeah, any it does. of that fantastic lore that was built up in the original trilogy, well, it totally, 
Yeah, in the same way, it 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 focuses on the battle where they stole the plans right. and the data tapes. Like that's all part of but, the stuff that we hear about, but it's never explained until that movie. It's yeah, the same but thing. It, but it doesn't there. But Han Solo is a major player. Anakin Skywalker, Obi Wan Kenobi, those right. are major players. Okay, Paul, that I'm, have I'm cutting their, you off. I'm cutting no, you off. No, you're not cutting me off. Those are major players. No. Time the, out. Fuck you, Paul. Matt, say something. No, I will no, because no, I, I'm no, I'm Matt, time. say something. So, thank you. So, yes, Han Solo is a major player. However, we're talking specifically about the Kessel Run. That is inconsequential next to the stolen Death Star plans. Boom. Correct. But the stolen Death Star plans. I'm, cut, Death I'm, Star I'm plans, editing it right there. Correct. Are not, are not applied to one character. No, we've but it's had, a bigger deal. We've had history changed. Like how many? Like which ones of you expected the Clone Wars to be what they were? Like they were like not at all. So, but that's a separate. That's a Han, separate. Um, right, but like, right. the Kessel Run. I don't have a gripe with the Rogue One. Have a little gripe right. with I don't have Clone Wars. I don't. That's have, not what we're talking about, right? I don't have gripe with Rogue One either because it doesn't affect the important parts, the heart of the original trilogy. Like Luke Skywalker's story isn't changed. Princess Leia's story isn't changed. Han Solo, Obi Wan Kenobi, Darth Vader, their stories aren't changed by that movie. Is it going to be changed by like in? It, like uh, going by telling what the Kessel Run is. Go, no, yes. no, time out. Going through a deep dive of the experiences and uh, and friendship that Han and Lando have. I'm not arguing the friendship between Han and Lando. We can tell that that's story that's for days. I, okay, well, like, like, can we throw out the Kessel Run but in the fucking Sabat game? Right. Like, I I already said we could like throw out either one of those. So you guys, you guys just like answered. the better. Sp- Part of right. this is like talking about is the movie worthwhile or not? You guys just answered the question that I posed at the beginning of the show. Do we need the Kessel Run and Lando losing the Falcon to be part of this movie? And no. you both say no. Agreeing with me, no. These do not need to be ten poles of the plot of this movie. No, you're you're correct. You're right. You're right. I yeah, I like I want to I would love to see a movie called Millennium Falcon about Han and Lando's relationship that has nothing to do with the Kessel Run with Han losing the Falcon. I love I want to see the story of their friendship because that's like that's something that we never I mean, we never get. And it's not even like I guess it can be something that's, you know, alluded to but you never really understand, but that's something that I personally want to see fleshed out. How many years before A New Hope do you think this movie is going to be? It's going to be something weird because uh, I feel like Harrison Harrison Ford was what, 29 in A New Hope? How old is this new actor then? Alden Ehrenreich is 25. Oh, well then it's got to be what, 10? Right? 10 years? Well, is no, that no, no, fair? no, no. Harrison Ford was twenty nine when they made A New Hope. That would m- make it a four year difference. I thought he was in his thirties. 
Um, I I defer to you. Maybe he you was know. 39. You you. No, actually, no, I'm serious. I think no, he, no, I think he was you know more than me. I, no, I think Harrison Ford, come to think of it, I think he was 39. Is this that shit that we're always fucking 35? up? Is this that shit we're always fucking this up? This is that shit that we're always fucking up. I wish that we had somebody that was always on point and always knew all the facts all the time to correct us right here in the moment whenever we're fucking it all up. But I would imagine Alden that Harrison Aaron's- Reich is 28. Okay, I'm guessing Harrison Ford was 35. That's going to be my fucking guess. And if I'm wrong, then the internet and internet haters well, can fucking correct me. Ultimately, that ultimately that doesn't matter. They can make they can make the ages whatever they want them to be. Um, like I don't. What do you I say? Ten, age... ten years before um, a new hope is that fair? I th- I think that's fair. Yeah, maybe. It seems kind of reasonable. Because you can still have it, like, it's still in that Rebels-ish Well, you need to have era. enough time so that Harrison by, Ford was 33 years old, by the by way. By the time Empire Strikes Back rolls around... We split the difference. Han really doesn't know if he can go to Bespin. Because in Empire, he's not really sure if he can show up there. He's kind of taking a gamble on that. So, <clears throat> as much as I want them to leave on good terms at the end of the Han Solo Star Wars story. It probably shouldn't. Yeah, like, I kind of would like to see the breaking point of, like, what what happened with that well, relationship. I think they're still, like, kind of friends. Like, he's surprised that Lando's mad. He just doesn't trust him. So, you know, my guess is Lando probably does some shady shit. Is he surprised that Lando's mad? Or like, yeah, I feel dude, like he had the surprise. I feel like he's look. like uneasy. Like Lando being upset is like in the realm of what could happen. Nope. nope. I, I have to disagree because Harrison oh, Fort Han Solo makes that face when he says, you slimy double crossing, no good smuggler. You got a lot of nerve coming back here after what you pulled or whatever he said. And Han and Han Solo's and Han like, Solo. I, this isn't gonna pick up on radio. Goes and he's like, I feel like that's also like lying to Leia and the droids and Chewie. Oh, you think he was playing a game? Like, oh, well, me? Like the shit you pulled? <laughs> you know, like I told you pulled. You know, I, maybe, maybe. Anyway, this movie is not necessary. No, what? Okay. What is necessary? Is the second season of Stranger Things. We got the Stranger Things trailer during the Super Bowl. We got some 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 additional monsters in the horizon. We got some Stranger Things kids in Ghostbusters uniforms. Mm-hmm. Those are the two things. We got that some new out. cast <clears throat> members. Did when, we really? I I don't know. Those are the I two things something? that jumped out to me. When does the first season of Stranger Things take place? What year is it? Uh, they're very vague, uh, right? December 1983. I guess they're very And Ghostbusters came out in 85, June 1984. Oh, it came out in 84. This takes place in, at Halloween 84. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. We're very specific. Now, Daddy did his research. Now, what do we think of the fact that we have to wait until 
Halloween. Fucking sucks. To get the next season. Because Stranger Things season one premiered in September. Granted, it's only a month earlier. It was September? I yeah. thought it was in August. Hmm. July. I thought, it was, I thought it was August. August or July. Summer. Yeah, it was in the summer. But I defer to you. Daddy, did Captain you do Daddy, your, uh, Daddy details I'm, over I will, there. I will double check this but right now, but regardless, I'm pretty sure it's September. Regardless, here's the thing. This is a genre TV series, or and it is premiering July fifteenth. Oh, okay. It's a genre TV series premiering in a very in during a holiday season that's primed for the people that are going to watch it. Halloween. It's it's great marketing. The they almost marketed this. As if it's a movie. Mm -hmm. It's not Stranger Things season two. Mm -hmm. It's Stranger Things two. Right. And much in the the vein of a John Carpenter film or or the things from the eighties that this is pattern after. I'm I'm really excited for it. And I think that putting it off a little bit, like that's that's good for it. We we can all wait, right? Like we're gonna blaze through it in a day anyway. Like we can wait. Uh, yeah, well, do October. we have a choice? I mean, right. you know, the Star Wars was supposed to come out in May and then they pushed it to December. For me, that felt like the end of the world, but I got used to it and you know, now I like now I like Star Wars releases in December. You like your Star Wars and late. It's kind of fun. It really kind of adds like, it, you know, I know that you guys don't really like Christmas, but to me, it, it, it's like one other additional thing about Christmas. It's kind of cool. Oh, Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Now for Stranger Things, Ian, you're totally right. It feels very much at home around Halloween, but at the same time, it also feels at home in the summer because that's when I watched it. You know, like I remember it it coming out and watching it uh, at my friend Fraley's and we would have like the screen door open and, and it's just like, you know, you're, you just remember the, the things that take place at that time. You're wearing shorts and it's fucking summer and now it's going to be Halloween. But, Plus we have to wait an extra couple months, which is yeah. kind of a bummer. But I mean like the Stranger Things universe takes place like in the actual film, like it's during the you know during the fall right and riding fall the and then into the holidays with, right yeah you know, like you know uh leaves on the ground it's cold and i think this fits more closely into the i i've always been a fan of when you watch something or read something like a comic book and it takes place in the time when you're actually reading it does that make sense like um ish but what kind of comic book are you talking like, like uh, for example savage dragon uh is a comic <laughs> book <laughs> that takes place in real time i thought you were going to give me long halloween and i was going to like crush you with it but go ahead no uh savage dragon always took place in real time and back when larson was a little bit more adherent to his uh deadlines he like the book would come out in October and there would be like Halloween things going on or it would come out in December and you know, it's kind of the Christmas issue or whatever. That was kind of cool. I always liked that. Even, even in when we were younger and we would get like Spider-Man issues 
if you got them in December, it kind of had, there was snow and there were things that kind of represented the season. Matt, I agree with you. Being a TV guy, I always love getting the Thanksgiving episode, the Christmas episode, you know, the Valentine's Day episode. Like, <laughs> because the way the TV schedules run, they can they can really line up everything with the holidays. And then when you come back for the next season, it's always, what happened in the last four months of summer that we weren't on the air? Right. I agree. So we're pretty excited about Stranger Things too. I thought it looked good. I didn't even know what I was watching at first when I saw that trailer and then it starts to come together and you're like, oh shit, this is exciting. I love the Lego the Ego like primer mm-hmm. to kind of get you into the the uh, era and and set up the tone. I feel like the um, the Ghostbusters costumes are a little too specific. Uh, the way the Goldbergs runs, and I don't watch the Goldbergs, but I've I know enough about the Goldbergs that uh, the guy that creates it doesn't adhere to any one part of the '80s. It's just a conglomeration of all '80s things happening in this series. I think he goes into the '90s as well, which I, I don't know. It's it's a little. That show is tough for me to enjoy. Like, it takes things that I like, but it kind of drenches them in saccharin. I'll tell you what, man. Like, maybe not to the, you know, specific uniforms of the Ghostbusters. Like, the film-ready uniforms that they have in the Stranger Things 2 trailer. That's but, not something that comes along till cosplay websites are prevalent in 2017, where you can get movie-accurate Winston Zedmore costume. And and I'm not a, like, I like Stranger Things a lot, but my favorite parts are the teen and adult portions of Stranger Things. That's what speaks to me. But holy shit, did the kids dressed as Ghostbusters dr- riding their bikes around the, the town really resonated with Would me. They- because, like, man, like, me and my friends... Fucking did that shit. Right, but like... We had the backpacks and rode around and like tried to find some fucking ghosts. But would these kids wear like the fake Ghostbusters outfits? Like they really fought demons. Like they don't need to like emulate TV characters. They they are real fucking demon hunters themselves. No, it wouldn't. But like it, it, like it, it really. Or would that like terrify them? Would they be like, "Oh my god, this is too real"? I think those kids, like, uh, if we're gonna get real, I mean, those kids would all be in mental institutions. (laughs) That would be season two. You know what I mean? Like, be padded rooms for ten episodes. Fucking demons. You know. Besides. Um, kid that went to the upside down. Will like, and Will would besides be Will did fucking shook did any of the other ones still in the act, upside down. Did they actually see the monster? They the did see the did, monster. Yeah. Did you watch the show? I did. The classroom. My terrible. Okay. The they mon- the monster came to the high school. It, they were in the classroom when Eleven basically used her yeah. powers to blow things head up. Yeah, and it's it's like. I feel like I would be just as happy if they didn't have screen accurate Ghostbusters costumes. I feel like this but if is they had overly some... hating on that. Like, 
Like no, yeah, that's a, man. That, like like it's issue. okay. It's fine. It is. It's okay that they're wearing fucking Ghostbusters uniforms. It's driving the point home of genre. What was um? What You're was right? It's okay. This is not the individual opinion podcast. This is what Ian thinks the rest of us should feel about this trailer. <laughs> that, yeah, podcast. that's generally what we do You're around right. here. The, you know, um, Ian thinks that I should not have a specific opinion about the Ghostbusters costumes. So, yeah, you're right. We're good. Next, Matt. Uh, any thoughts? Yeah. What was not it? about the Ghostbusters costumes because that's been covered. Uh, we're, good. we're good with that. King you and I, Matt, are King good with that. Finally, reigning supreme. What was um, the the homely uh, friend's name uh, that went missing? Dustin. No, the girl. Barb, you motherfucker. Barb. Who made an appearance on Riverdale this week. Barb returns, really? motherfuckers. Yeah, are well. Are we not watching? Are we going to. I, I haven't caught, caught, caught up yet. Yeah, Barb came back on Riverdale. Fuck yeah. Sexually harassed. Yes. Now. I mean, no. Is the. Um, is the is Stranger Things two gonna be the search for Barb? No, Maybe she's dead as fuck. The Matt Duffer already confirmed that Barb's dead as fuck. Like nobody gives a are, shit are we, about Barb. Are, are, is Barb's death going to be addressed in some capacity? Are we gonna see her parents, her aloof parents? From what I read today, uh, Nancy is still mourning Barb pretty heavily, mm-hmm. and like the kids are still dealing with Will. Is, being in the upside down. Well, Will's yeah, all heavily. fucked up. Can you imagine Jeez, your friend coming back barfing up like slugs, upside down I'd guts? Kick, I'd kick him off the podcast. I'd yeah, kick that's, him off. that's more bold than having an opinion on Ghostbuster uniforms. I'd kick him off the Demogorgon podcast. You're barfing up slugs? Get out of here. You're not letting me have my own opinions about the Ghostbusters costumes? Get out of here. So, okay, let, let's talk about this. What is there anything... Like specific, we think we're gonna get out of season two. Are there any characters that we think are gonna bite it in season two? That's pretty bold, Matt. I mean, oh, like, hey, we're anything if not bold on this podcast. I mean, what what do we? We only know that the returning characters return, and it seems <laughs> like you don't say the returning characters return, and it seems like um, the Demogorgon, which is the three. Well, headed monster. It looks like that's off in the yeah. uh, Crimson Horizon. Well, that why, right? don't, why don't we that look at really this cool. through the prism of who is expendable? Uh, Steve. He is alone. He is right? necessary. Expendables. He is necessary to expend because that will help progress Nancy and. What was his name? Jonathan. Jonathan's relationship. I, well, I think Winona Ryder is expendable. Because then Jonathan is left to look after Will. Mm-hmm. Ian? Uh, really? You're going to ask me who I think is expendable? Yeah. Lucas, it's a horror film. Black yeah, kid on, is going to fucking die. That kid's going to be the hero. Winston Zedmore never dies. He was kind of they jerk. made him be Winston. Oh, I know. What's wrong with Winston? Winston was like kind of the, I don't, the coolest one. Well, I don't think uh, there are a, a couple big name newcomers to season two. Sean Astin and Paul Reiser what? are joining the cast. I don't think either. I think dive. I don't think either one of them are making it out of season two. 
Maybe Sean Astin because he's so gosh darn likable. I and don't he does know a great Raphael about, on the Ninja Turtles series. I don't know anything about the new actors on the. Can I let me ask something? Things. Did we see Eleven in the trailer? Very quickly, you see like her upside down. It's it's a real tight close up. It's only like her uh-huh. nose and her eyes. Okay, it's real fast, but they don't really say anything about Eleven. Will Will we see her again? But like not in the upside down. Will she? Will her and the and the boys like be reunited in the season? I think so. I mean, she's the most just for marketing purposes. Like she's the most popular character from Stranger Things. Right? I would I would Do expect you feel? so. Um, um, I guess I I feel like I'm sorry, Paul, but like I feel that collectively the boys are kind of the most marketable thing, like those four boys. Really? Versus 11 that's by herself. interesting take. I think that's... Um, I think that's a alternate take to what It's an alternate else. reality. It's like in the upside-down take. I think that's, that takes in the upside-down. Like, I feel like 11 is the, the breakout character from Stranger Things. I kind of felt like Toothless was the breakout character. Well, it was fucking have... Barbie, you numb nuts. Eleven will be reunited with everyone at some point. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown and the Duffer Brothers. The Duffer Brothers have said that we get into a little more of her past and her emotional journey to where she gets to a year after season one this season. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to get plenty of, of Eleven. I'm, cur- I'm interested so to much see- you might even go to 12 Ian I'm I'm pretty excited to see Paul Reiser in this show because he hasn't done anything in for fucking ever what does he even look like now I feel like that guy probably didn't age he looks the exact same as he did in my two dads but with gray hair he looks good mm-hmm if I was are you a looking- big Paul Reiser fan I like Paul Reiser yeah, yeah. Uh, if I was uh, if I was some young girl looking to fuck daddy or something. And who yeah. says and who <laughs> says you're not? Why why is this analogy being made? Seriously. Like can't you like Paul Reiser? You know, I liked him in Aliens, but no. It's like he'd be great to fuck if you were a young girl. Wasn't didn't he also well, have there's, like there's no cougar equivalent for dudes. For one That's what second? I was trying to get to. Did he also have like a super famous uh, sitcom, right? Yeah. Can we talk about that too before we have young girls fucking him? God damn, Paul. I was trying to get to the cougar equivalent, but there's no why. Why did you do that? Nobody asked for that. No one. No one. No one. But now we're all on board. Yeah, he's Paul a sexy guy. He's a sexy uh, young gentleman. girls. If you're looking for Silver some Fox. dicks. Yeah, if you if you God want damn. some some mad about up. you penis, Paul Rogers, where's that? Mad about Coog. <laughs> I think that's gonna do it for us tonight. My name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. Matt Casal. We'll see you next time.